Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. This one is super tactical for you guys. Got a good one on deck for you. Made by metrics. So this is going to be about recruiting, training, and quality metrics and how we utilize them to improve our recruiting, to improve our training, and to measure how our salespeople are selling in terms of quality, right? Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. I just got back from a consulting job in St. Louis. I was doing a consulting there on a door-to-door company. They do D-Reg Energy, Shared Solar. You know, they got about 40 or 45 sales reps with them right now. And uh, these metrics really tell a story when you have a large sales team. So that's what this episode is really for, but it's also understanding, okay, when you're starting a sales team, the one of the first things you need to do is start tracking metrics. And what I mean by that, all right, let's just dive right into recruiting. It's incredibly important that at every at every conversion rate pivot point that you're tracking it, okay? So most people go out, they put an ad in recruiting, they get a bunch of candidates, they interview them one-on-one, and then they hire a bunch of them, and that is their recruiting process, right? So one of the first things I'm going to recommend that you do when recruiting is use a service like Workable, like Wise Hire, any service that is going to track each ad that you put out and the candidates from it, and then include things like resumes and stuff like that in a database, include resume, database searching, all that good stuff, right? So the, the, the question is, what at this point are we really tracking here? Well, one, you're tracking the source, right? So when we're talking about recruiting, you need a centralized recruiting report. The easiest way to, to do this is Google Sheets, right? Because Indeed or... Um, Workable or wise hire is not going to be your only source for candidates coming in, or it shouldn't be. You should be diversified in your candidate source. And so a few things that I'm going to recommend is Facebook, Instagram, social media in general is a, is a great source. And then you have to look at referrals as a source as well. So your current salespeople bringing people into the company. That, that is another, another source that you need to be tracking. All right, and then you've got, you know, things like walk-ins, other, any source that the recruiting is coming from, you need to be able to have a counter on that in this centralized recruiting report, like, say, on Google Sheets. And you can do things like use Zapier, and that'll take, that'll take your data from, you know, WiseHire to the Google Sheet, and then get with somebody like um, the person I always hire, Shannon Killian, if you need her info, she can build out those metric reports for you guys. But anyways, part of the problem is is that we're not tracking the sources that they're coming from, okay? And the reason that we want to track where our recruiting co- is coming from, besides the effectiveness of the recruiting in general, is to find out, okay, what sources are best for the position that I have? Okay, so not only are we tracking where they're coming from, but we're tracking how quickly they get their first sale when they're from this source. That's incredibly important, right? 
because I know that social media in general gives me a better ROI, but social media doesn't give me the volume. Sites like Indeed and uh, ZipRecruiter and WiseHire give me the volume, right? I know I'm going to get better candidates from social media, but I'm going to need the volume from a site like Indeed, right? And so another reason is, another thing that we need to be tracking besides, okay, how, how long does it take to get them to their first sale is how long is it going to take for them to get to their fifth sale or their tenth sale. It just depends on what kind of business you're in. The business I was consulting for in St. Louis is a high-volume business. They do three or four sales a day. So for them, it was to get to their 15th sale. We feel like, okay, that's a good candidate, and that's at which point we should be responsible for making them stick, right? And back when I was selling cable door-to-door, it was the fifth sale. If you're in solar, it's probably the second sale. You know, depending on the difficulty of the sale is going to kind of tell you, all right, how sticky is this candidate? And so what you can do is you can start cross-referencing your sources with how many sales they get. Another one is if you have a large sales team and you have people in leadership, you have trainers, you want to see how effective your trainers are, right? So the next thing that we need to be cross-sourcing and cross-referencing is our trainers' effectiveness, And the way that we do that is, okay, how many candidates did this, or how many new hires did this trainer get? And of those new hires, how many got to the first sale? How many got to their fifth sale? This is data you already have. You're just cross-referencing it with the trainer now. And in order to do that, you have to have a system, an onboarding system that assigns a sales rep, a trainer, so that you can cross-reference that. Another thing that we're going to look at is, okay, if you do an interview or an opportunity meeting, how effective is the management in that opportunity meeting? So we want to have that metric point in there. Every, all of this is conversion rates. How many candidates are these ads converting? Depending on the source of the ad, how many first sale, first sales is this ad converting? How many fifth sales is this ad converting? Uh, the trainers. How many first sales is the trainer getting? How many fifth sales is the trainer getting? Of 10 people that they train, how many get to the fifth sale shows how effective they are as a trainer. And then moving, moving on from there, let's, let's go back over to the management, doing the interview, doing the opportunity meeting, tracking that conversion rate of how many candidates they bring in and how many convert to a new hire. Now, this conversion rate is important when we're talking volume right? But if you're instructing your manager to be very selective with their hires, then that's going to matter too. But now the conversion rate that matters is, okay, first and fifth sale. Especially if they're they're the trainer too, then it really all falls on them. But too many companies are not tracking these recruiting metrics and these training metrics. You can look at a whole office. If you have multiple locations, you can break it down by office. So you can understand how well is this office doing with recruiting? Are they converting recruits into new hires, or am I just wasting my money? How well is this office doing with training? Are the people that are being hired, are they getting to the first and the fifth sale, or are they falling off after the first day as soon as they have to knock on the door, as soon as they have to pick up a phone call, as soon as they have to get past a gatekeeper? Are they falling off after that? Do you have that data in your business? If you don't, you have to start tracking it now because you may as well just be throwing money out the window when it comes to recruiting and when it comes to training. 
you've got to be tracking these metrics. So you got your sales team recruited. Your system's working really well. You've got a bunch of people coming in. And then you got it dialed in, too. you got the best people training. you got the best people doing the opportunity meetings and the orientations. Your onboarding process is on point. Okay, how many customers are canceling before whatever product you have, before the commitment's over? All right, that's called a churn rate, a cancel rate. There's plenty of names for it. There's different things in your business. You know what your quality metrics are. For us, it was cancel rate, churn rate, and then... Um, Oh, uh, completion rate. Completion rate was another big one. So my question to you is, are you tracking those metrics in your business? Do you have them tracked on, on the back end? Uh, if you're getting them, if you're a sales organ and you're getting them from a client, are you able to convert that into metrics that make sense for your business? It's, it, it, it all goes hand in hand. When we talk about quality metrics, we didn't become one of the top quality leaders in AT&T by not tracking these metrics. We were all over them. So we knew which one of our agents were the best in quality. We handed out awards for best in quality. So these metrics are incredibly important. There's other ways that you can utilize them too when you talk about, so a lot of times when we're going back to recruiting, a lot of times when we're recruiting, we use VAs or we use call center agents or we use admin to reach out to the recruit and schedule them for an opportunity meeting. And so that there's a conversion rate point right there of all the leads that I'm bringing in for them to call, how many are converting into opportunity meetings or orientations or interviews, depending on which it is. So when we talk about recruiting, when we talk about quality, this is why metrics are so incredibly important. And if I wasn't going into several businesses doing consulting and not seeing these dashboards in place. And, ha and that, that is a big part of what I'm doing. I'm creating the dashboards for them so they can see the health of their recruiting plan, so, this, so they can see the health of their training systems and their onboarding systems, so, that, so they can see the health of their sales quality. Because what happens too often is we lose dollars in those systems. But all we're focused on is the amount of sales they're getting and the amount of revenue they're bringing into the company. Where we could be recruiting twice as many people, we could be training people better, we could be creating stickier sales on the back end. And so different metrics say different things when we're talking about quality, right? So in the, in the cable days, you know, if, if somebody had a lot of people churning out within 90 days, depending on when they turned out, kind of told the story for us. If they turned out right away, then the sales rep was typically setting unrealistic expectations with their first bill. They would turn out in like the first week when they got that first bill in. It would be like a double bill or something like that. It would be prorated for the time left in the billing cycle, and then it would be a whole other month on top of that. So they didn't set the expectation of what the first bill was going to look like, right? There's a, another way that they would do it is like, um, promotions was a big one. So if the customer got like a $100 Visa gift card with their TV order, uh, they wouldn't explain to them that, hey, that's not going to come in until after you pay your first bill. And so it'll be four to seven weeks before you see that Visa gift card. And then you have to fill out this form. So they wouldn't keep in contact with the customer, make sure they filled out that form, and make sure they got that $100 Visa card. 
So we had to start doing it for them. You know, so much of listening to the story that metrics tell us is accepting some things, like some sales organizations or salespeople or sales teams aren't good at doing the admin stuff. So we've got to take that off of them by creating systems that take that work off of them. And I get it, you know, high-level salespeople should be good at that stuff. But it just depends on what you're selling. Selling. There's so many variables involved in this. That's why metrics are so incredibly important because they tell us the story we need to know to improve our systems. So I hope uh, by the end of this podcast you've, you've identified a few metrics that are going to be incredibly important to you. You know, I, I know the metrics that work in high-volume door-to-door sales. I know the metrics that work when we're talking about call centers. I know the metrics that work when we're talking about high-ticket items. And the metrics tell the story. If you've been training on the same things week after week after week, dive into your metrics and see where the breakpoints are in your rep sales conversations. So let's talk about turf metrics, prospecting, any of that stuff, right? So we can, we can create a story from trackable prospecting actions, right? So... We use in door-to-door what's called a baseball, a baseball card. All right, it's pretty simple. It starts at the top, how many doors they knocked. And then it goes on to how many contacts they made. Of those contacts, how many were qualified prospects? Of those qualified prospects, how many full pitches did I get out? And of those full pitches, how many did I convert? Those are all metric points and conversion points that will tell a different story. So if I have minimum expectations on all of these conversion points... And let's just say my sales rep isn't getting enough contacts. You know, maybe I want 100 doors knocked, and I want 40, 30 contacts made. But my sales rep is tracking that he only got 15 contacts that day. What does that say to me? It says I'm putting my sales rep in turf that doesn't have people home when he's knocking. He needs more contacts. So I need to put him in that turf at different times. Maybe it's a shift work type neighborhood. Maybe it's a lot of medical and so I need to put them in that turf when they're home, which may be from 10 to 2 p.m. But you have to get the feedback from the contacts in order to decide that. All right, he's going into an area, and he's getting more contacts than usual, 40 or 50 more contacts than usual. Well, when we're talking about door knocking, that usually means that it's a lower-end area. More people are willing to talk to you. So then you go down to the metric from closed to qualified, and he's closing a lot, but he's getting a lot of credit fails. That also tells me, hey, he's in low-end area. I need to get him into high-end, uh, higher-end area. So all those metrics tell a story. There's another way to look at it. If, uh, if I have a lot of qualified prospects, but I'm not getting through my sales pitch, I'm not getting enough full presentations to those qualified prospects, that means something is wrong with my qualification and my presentation. The meat of the sales pitch has an issue. I'm losing them in there somewhere. Or my sales rep is losing them in there somewhere, so I need to train at that. That's how you build great sales teams. You take these metrics, you apply them to the different facets of your sales team, and then you attack the pain points. But you've got to set that bar first. You've got to set that minimum standard and just reach out to me, ask me about a metric, and most of the time I have a standard 
you know, and, and most of the time it's, it's one out of five, 20%, 20% is a good conversion rate typically, whether it's candidates to op meetings, op meetings to hired first to fifth sale. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, about 20% of your commission-only reps will make it from the first to the fifth sale. I can honestly say that in any business. Maybe less in solar. Maybe 10% in solar. But that is, that is a metric that has held true for 12 years in commission sales. So again, if we've done anything with this podcast, it's made you aware that you could be doing more in terms of tracking your metrics and that as a leader, as an assistant manager, as a manager, as a CEO, wherever you're at in the company, if you're in a leadership role, you have to know what your metrics are. You have to be able to recognize when the conversion rates are falling below where they should be. And then you have to train your people to get those metrics back up. And that's how you keep the health of an overall sales organization through the charts, is tracking your metrics and effectively training on how to get them back to where they need to be or even higher, right? We can get sales all day long, but if they're not the right sales and if they don't stick and if they, if they aren't sales that we can get a ton of referrals from, then we're always going to be in this hamster wheel of struggling and not really knowing why until we track our metrics. That's all I got for you guys today. As always, please go to... The review, Spotify is doing reviews now. Drop us a review on Spotify if you haven't yet. Apple, of course, as always. TXBizDebt.com if you guys need anything. I am in the middle of writing my book right now, so that'll be coming out in a couple months. I'm excited about that. That's a work in progress. Just want to give you guys some updates of what's going on on this side of the mic. So, in the meantime, let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.